Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men outgrow porn. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. Today, I'm going to give you a new list of vocabulary words. This is kind of a throwback to elementary school where we look at different concepts from A to Z. You will learn the ABCs of outgrowing porn. I think it will be kind of fun. And I hope that you learn some new concepts here. Maybe there are some concepts that are really familiar and you think to yourself, okay, that's great. I already know that. I want to challenge you, by the way, even if you already know it, are you really applying it to your life? And I hope that there will be some new concepts too. So here we go. This is the A to Z of outgrowing porn. A is for alexithymia, like the name Alex, alexithymia. And it's basically a fancy way of saying, I don't know what I'm feeling. (laughs) I am experiencing something and I don't know what it is. And this is so, so common, especially for the men that I work with. It's the experience of my life that I had no language for. And I hope that this little word helps you out tremendously when you are feeling something emotionally, sexually, and you don't know what it is. There's actually a word for that. You actually now have a way to put language to that experience, alexithymia. Encourage you to learn about this. Educate yourself about alexithymia. If that is something you often feel, Let me tell you, it's connected to addiction because when we don't know what we feel, well, that's where porn comes in because whatever we're feeling, it will make us feel something different or nothing at all. So I've included a link here for you to learn more about alexithymia and for each of these letters, there is a link in the show notes so that you can learn a little bit more about these vocab words. You ready for B? B is for breathing. And maybe you've heard me talk about this before. Maybe you're like, oh yeah, I already know that. Maybe you think to yourself, I breathe every day. I breathe 24 hours a day. I am already good on breathing. Well, let me tell you that breathing on purpose, focusing on your breathing, even just listening to your breath is the quickest and most effective way to create more space in your system for self-control and self-regulation. Breathing is a superpower of high-level performance for anyone, whether it's athletes, soldiers, doctors, women giving birth, anyone doing something extremely physically difficult knows the power of breathing. Because when you breathe, it helps you calm down and it helps you wake up at the same time. When you fill your lungs with oxygen, you plug your brain back in. And breathing is not a cure for everything. It is a way of giving yourself a little bubble of being able to make a decision on purpose. So the next time you are in the moment of feeling tempted, of feeling triggered, take a few deep breaths. There are some amazing breathing techniques that are out there. I want to learn more about breath work and healing trauma. But just start. Just start with a little bit of breathing, a little bit of breathing in the moment. See how it affects you. I believe breathing also has a spiritual power because the Holy Spirit is spoken of as breath, as wind in the Bible. When we 
fill ourselves up with breath. For me, that's a way of being filled with the spirit so that I don't gratify the urges of the flesh, as the Bible would say. Breathing is powerful. You know what else is powerful? The next word, C is for co-regulation. Just like breathing can really help us in the moment when we're struggling, co-regulation is a lifeline. Co-regulation is a fancy word for saying how one person can help another person regulate. When we were little boys, when we were infants, we did not have the ability to regulate. If we were in pain, if we were crying, if we were hungry, if we were sleepy, if we were poopy, we don't have the ability to help ourselves. We need an adult. We need another person. And by mirroring with our mirror neurons, we internalize the state of our caregiver. So if mom is anxious, then baby feels anxious. If mom feels safe, baby feels safe. If mom is present and connected, baby is present and connected. And if we didn't have these experiences of co-regulation over and over again as kids, then we don't learn the ability to regulate ourselves and to connect with ourselves and to feel safe as individuals. So that's why a lot of recovery programs emphasize the importance of calling your trusted friends in the moments when you're not feeling okay, in the moments of alexithymia, when you don't know what you're feeling, in the moments when you're not breathing and you are on the edge of a relapse, man, that is when we need co-regulation. And the ability to help ourselves calm down and connect and stay healthy, that comes from a foundation of co-regulation. If you want to read more about this, check out the link in the show notes because there's some fascinating research on this, especially from polyvagal theory. Okay, you ready for the next letter? D is for dopamine. Dopamine is the brain chemical that tells you, hey, that was really good. Let's do that again. Do it again is the motto of dopamine. There's a great book about dopamine called Dopamine Nation by Dr. Anna Lemke, which I recently read. I would love to have her on the podcast. Here's a quote from her book. She says, just as pain is the price we pay for pleasure, so too is pleasure our reward for pain. So the book is talking about how dopamine works and how there's this pain and pleasure balance in the brain. And when we swing toward the side of pleasure, our brain compensates by swinging toward the side of pain, which is why after you might binge on porn, afterwards you feel absolutely horrible about yourself. That dopamine is is now depleted, which of course then makes you want to seek it again. On the other hand, if you do something extremely difficult, like running a marathon, like completing a project at work, which took a lot of strength, but hey, you did it. Or maybe it was having a really difficult conversation. On the other side of moving toward that pain and sitting in that pain, you experience pleasure. Pain and pleasure are very connected in our brains and the pendulum can swing back and forth. And what Dr. Lemke says is, 
if you want to reset your brain's ability to feel pleasure, then maybe what you need to do is go for a dopamine fast and intentionally choose to deprive yourself of certain types of pleasure so that that pain can reset your balance and the pendulum can swing the other way. If you want to read more about this, check out Dopamine Nation. There's a link in the show notes. E is for eroticized. This term I learned from Dr. Patrick Carnes. Another way of saying eroticized is sexualized. Our brains have this ability to sexualize almost anything. I think it's because when we sexualize something, we have power over it. We can control it. If, if I'm feeling angry, if I'm feeling afraid, if I'm feeling ashamed, if I'm feeling aroused, well, the easiest way to solve that or to fix it, so to speak, is to sexualize it. So we have eroticized fear, especially if you were abused and you had maybe a terrifying experience of some kind, it often becomes eroticized. If you find yourself attached to porn that mirrors a sexual abuse experience, maybe that was eroticized fear. If you find yourself attached to porn that's more violent or dominant in nature, maybe that's eroticized anger. If you find yourself attracted to porn that connects you with something that you were cut off from as a child, maybe that's sexualized sorrow. And sometimes it's really just a matter of simple loneliness of just feeling all alone. So with this word eroticized, I'm inviting you to consider what life experiences have become sexualized or eroticized for you. It's a good vocab word. F is for father. So many of the roots of unwanted sexual behavior go down to the ways that we were fathered or underfathered. I've learned a lot about this from Dr. Doug Carpenter, who introduced me to some different vocab words within the, the concept of fatherhood. There's father hunger, father absence, and father wounds. Father hunger is what we are all born with, a deep desire, a hunger for a father who is present, who is affirming, who is providing attention and affection and affirmation. That is a need. And if our fathers were absent, either due to overworking or leaving the family, or just not being emotionally present. That has an impact. In a similar way, father wounds occur when our experience of our fathers is actually hurtful, wounding. When a father's presence is harmful instead of healing. The good news is that we can be refathered by God, by brothers in Christ. We can be refathered even by our own sons. That's something I sometimes hear from students in Husband Material Academy, how their own sons are refathering them, teaching them to play, connecting with them in ways that maybe they have never experienced before. So even if you're underfathered, you can be refathered. And I love the way that that happens here at Husband Material. G is for group. And maybe you've heard this over and over again. Groups are not just for some people who are outgrowing porn. Groups are for everyone. Everyone needs a group. Even if it's not a paid professional group, you need 
men who are able to refather you. Just as we were wounded in relationship, we must be healed in relationship, as Dr. Ted Roberts has said over and over again. And that is why small groups matter, because even if you're doing some kind of one-on-one coaching or you're in counseling or therapy, if you're paying that person to be there with you and to be there for you, then your experience of them is going to be limited by that. Only in a group can you experience the kind of community that you were created for. And I know there are a lot of groups that don't live up to that, that unfortunately are very surface level or behavior focused rather than relating to each other with curiosity and compassion and courage. If you've had a negative group experience, don't give up. There are amazing groups out there. Reach out to me. I'd love to connect you with them because no one should have to take the journey of outgrowing porn alone. That's a big reason why Husband Material is online. We don't want you to have to do this alone. We want to do it with you. Be there for you every step of the way. So if you're not in a group, get in a group. My most significant season of relapse way back in 2014 occurred when I thought that I had done enough group work and I didn't need to be in a group anymore. That is when I became most susceptible to my old sexual behavior. When I thought, oh yeah, groups were great. I've got so much out of them, but I don't need them anymore. Now I've somehow arrived. Now I've graduated. Oh no, no, no. (laughs) That was eight years ago. And man, I am still healing. Maybe even more now than before because of the power of groups. Let's keep going. H is for holistic. In the medical world, holistic medicine means treating a person as a whole person rather than just the symptoms of the disease that they're bringing into the doctor's office. In the same way, you want to have an approach to freedom from porn that is holistic. That's not just going to say, okay, well, you sexually acted out with porn and masturbation. Well, what behaviors did you do and what behaviors do you want to do differently? That's a very narrow approach. A holistic approach means looking at your relationships, looking at what's going on in your brain, looking at some of the core beliefs that are underneath the surface, looking at the specifics of the sexual fantasies and maybe what childhood experiences and what adverse childhood experiences and trauma might be at the core of this. At Husband Material, I try to take a holistic approach. I try to focus not just on the surface level, but going deep. And that includes spirituality, our relationship with God. That includes psychology, our relationship with ourselves and the way that we develop over time. It includes forming healthy relationships and friendships and community. It includes things like diet and sleep. It includes things like stress at work. It includes things like sexuality and sex if you're married. It includes things like exercise, but not limited to that. A holistic approach recognizes that all these different parts of life are interconnected, intimately interconnected. And as we address one part of life, that's going to affect the others. So, You can't just narrowly focus on sexuality and say, it's a sin issue, or it's a trauma issue, or look at it and say, oh, it's it's just a brain issue. It's intimately interconnected. And when you take a holistic view of it, then you can have 
a more holistic whole person transformation. One of my favorite tools for holistic whole person transformation is the next item on this list, I. I stands for IFS. And IFS stands for internal family systems. Internal family systems is a type of therapy that was developed by Dr. Richard Schwartz, which has been introduced to me and the Christian community through a few awesome authors, Kim Miller, Allison Cook, and Jenna Reemersma. They have taken the amazing insights of IFS and kind of translated them using Christian theology and Christian ideas so that you can have a Christ-centered IFS approach. And that's really what I try to use in my own work inside Husband Material Academy with my clients and really with myself. I've already done a couple of awesome episodes on IFS with Jenna Reemersma, which I will link to in the show notes. And then we have another one coming up with Kim Miller that's going to be incredible. IFS is really one of the most innovative and powerful approaches to healing trauma, freedom from addiction, and all kinds of issues that has emerged. And um, if you want to get a little bit of an intro to IFS, you should watch the movie Inside Out. Uh, It basically illustrates the core concept of IFS that we all have parts. And just like there are external family systems, like, you know, your mom, your dad, if you have any siblings, uh, that's an external family system. An internal family system is all the parts that we have within us, such as fear, anger, sexual arousal, shame, um, and also parts such as playfulness, also parts such as uh, overeating or undereating. IFS is a really wonderful way of describing what is happening within us. So especially if you uh, have ever experienced alexithymia, IFS is a great way to begin to understand, okay, what what is going on with this family of parts within me and how can I experience healing? It's an awesome way to do that. One of the unique aspects I think of husband material is that we're taking IFS concepts and applying them to sexuality because just like we have emotional parts and physical parts of our bodies, we also have sexual parts. And IFS therapy and IFS practice has such a powerful way of allowing those parts to be healed. J is for journey. Guys, outgrowing porn is not quick. It's not easy. It's a journey. I want to encourage you to think about it like walking down a road. Sometimes men talk about this journey as if it's climbing up a massive rock wall or climbing on a cliff. And maybe you make some progress, but every time you sexually act out or relapse, it's like falling off the cliff all the way back down to the bottom. And you'll notice this when guys say things like, oh, I messed up, I failed, I fell, as if you've somehow lost all of your progress. Listen, outgrowing porn is not a rock wall, it's a road. And the further you travel down this road, it might have twists and turns. And whenever you swerve off the road, you don't go all the way back to the beginning where you started, you pick up right from where you left off. This idea comes from Henry Nouwen in his book, The Inner Voice of Love. He says, when suddenly you seem to lose all you thought you had gained, do not despair. Your healing is not a straight line. You must expect setbacks and regressions. Don't say to yourself, all is lost, I have to start over again. Try to think about it instead as being pulled off the road for a while. When you return to the road, 
You return to the place where you left it, not where you started. Those words have sustained me so many times. You might even want to go back and listen to them again. Remember that it's a journey and that will help you continue to keep going when you feel like losing hope. K is for knowledge. And specifically, I want to encourage you as a listener of this podcast for seeking knowledge. Just by listening, man, you are educating yourself. You are making sure that you don't stay oblivious and ignorant to some of the amazing insights that are shared here by my guests, I think sometimes by me. One of the reasons why I have so many guests on this podcast and why we talk about their books is because I believe in the power of reading. Uh, That's why I've got my books over there. If you're watching this video, you see I've always got my books behind me. Books have played such a huge role in my own continuing journey to freedom and healing. And I actually have a list of books at husbandmaterial.com slash books, which are my top recommendations that you can read. And if you haven't read them yet, go for it, man. So if you go down to the link in the show notes for knowledge, it will take you to the Husband Material books page. Choose a book, immerse yourself in it, learn as much as you can. And that's one of those practices that will really help you outgrow porn. We don't know what we don't know. As Dr. Eddie Caparucci says, we have blind spots. We're oblivious. So keep learning, keep growing, and never lose your hunger for knowledge and your love of learning. L is for lust, and L is also for love. I want to clarify the concept of lust because I think it's really often misunderstood. Simply noticing the beauty of another human being is not lust. In fact, that can actually be love. That can be appreciation. That can be even a form of worship. Like, God, wow, you created this person? The way they look is really awesome. Thank you, God. Would you bless them today? That's not lust. That's actually love. And I think some of us are really harsh with ourselves and we beat ourselves up just for having a sexual attraction, just for feeling a sexual temptation. Temptation itself is not sin. Jesus was tempted in every way and yet without sin. Lust is when we experience an attraction or a temptation and then it becomes an opportunity for us to selfishly take something from that person, even just mentally, even just in our sexual imagination. It's a posture of taking rather than giving and receiving. Another way you can think about it is visiting an art museum. You see a beautiful painting on the wall. That's not lust. That that could be love. But when you start to think to yourself, hmm, I wonder how I could steal that painting. Now you're getting into the territory of lust. So guys, I just want to validate, like there are some beautiful paintings in the world. In fact, human beings are made in the image of God. So yes, appreciate, look, don't lust. Love is about giving and receiving simply giving and simply receiving. So let's live more into love and less into lust. M is the 13th letter of the alphabet. So this is the halfway point and M is for mindfulness. Let me apply this to what I just said about lust. If I notice myself being sexually attracted to someone or something, mindfulness means becoming aware of what I'm experiencing and simply observing it without judgment. Mindfulness means instead of 
being so angry, being with my anger. Instead of being so lonely, being with my loneliness. Instead of being afraid, being with my fear. Instead of being ashamed, being with my shame. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a very slight shift in language. And it's a very slight shift in attention, but it makes a world of difference. It creates space to accept ourselves, no matter what we're experiencing. It creates space to manage these emotions, these attractions, these impulses that sometimes can feel so overpowering. The power of mindfulness has been proven for healing and freedom from unwanted behaviors. I know it's become a buzzword. Don't let that stop you from learning how to practice mindfulness. And there are so many resources out there. You might try one of the great apps out there like Headspace or Calm or Insight Timer. Mindfulness allows you to be with, to be present to life. Have your feelings or your feelings will have you. Mindfulness is a wonderful way to do that. Now we're halfway through the alphabet and I want to pause here because there is more than enough to think about. Which one of these words would you like to focus on right now or learn more about? Alexithymia, breathing, co-regulation, dopamine, eroticized, father, group, holistic, IFS, journey, knowledge, lust, and love, and mindfulness. Pick one, run with it, and in the next episode, we will continue with the rest of the alphabet, outgrowing porn from A to Z. Check out all the links in the show notes for more resources on each of these topics. And always remember, you are God's beloved son. In you, he is well pleased. Well pleased.